This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And with me for today's review is Adriana Nordin Manan, who is, of course, a writer, translator, and playwright. Pleasure to have you on, as always, Adriana. Thank you, Sharmila, for the opportunity, as always. So today we are reviewing an art exhibition. It's by Tang Zilai. It's a debut solo exhibition and it's called It's Been a While and I'm Finally Here. So that's on at the Wailing Gallery until the 26th of February. It's definitely one of those things that you have to see to fully understand, but I'm I'm just going to try and capture um, what it's about. Largely, it's about identity. It's also about identity being parsed through the pandemic and through this lens of loneliness and isolation. Um, and it's a lot to do with identity and sexuality and growth and that kind of thing. Um, Adriana, what about you? Any major themes that stuck out for you? Um, definitely the theme of uh, contemplation in solitude uh, during the pandemic. And uh, I thought it was, uh, in short, a very interesting take of pandemic art, if I, if I may uh, mention that category, uh, that I liked and uh, and had a certain level of depth to it, which is really fun to learn more about and unpeel, really, as you move through the uh, show. I think it's very important to say that um, there's a definite um, there's a definite visual um, similarity to all of the works. Um, <laughs> to put it very simply and base in a very basic way, which does not do the works justice, there's a lot of pink. Um, but I think to to get a little bit more complex about it, um, Zilai has a great love. For for the color vermilion, and so he actually uses it in multiple ways, in multiple forms. So you get these, um, you get uh, hues that range from just the palest of pinks all the way to these really deep dark purples, and that's actually an important facet of his style in general. It's something I've seen in his earlier works when he um, he did a, a mentorship with Whaling Gallery as well, and the works that he did as part of that had the same. Uh, sort of a focus on the color. Um, I must say that, and I don't mean to make this sound superficial, I think for me, the cohesiveness of the hues and the sort of tones added a, a kind of narrative which I enjoyed very much. Um, it all, it, it, firstly, I mean, in the most basic level, it, it has a very strong stamp of all being belonging to one story and one person's vision. And that I think is nice to see in a physical exhibition. Well, I definitely enjoyed the colors and that that sort of un- unity and cohesion. And what really, because uh, what they had in common was striking. But then when you go a bit uh, one layer below and then you try to look at the material, you see then there's differences. So that uh, combination was really nice to see. And the vermilion, I remember when uh, uh, the curator mentioned the, the 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 color to me, I said, Hey, to me, it looks like the color of chinchalo. So that was like a <laughs> moment of just a little bit of humor. And I was like, that's it, like earthy, also kind of like related to blood and life. And it was it was really nice. Yeah, all the variations that that one shade can be um, used to to take on, right? Um, you mentioned materials, and, and I wanted to hone in on that a little bit because uh, this is a show that for me overall was extremely tactile. Um, you know, it uses... Uh, it uses everyday materials like styrofoam packing containers and 
egg cartons to create these uh, very trippy sculptures. Um, a lot of um, a lot of paper mache style work being done. Um, I I enjoyed that. I like the uh, pop art, but also sculptural way in which Zilai chose to depict these ideas. Um, faces created out of uh, takeout containers, for instance. Um, an entire uh, three meter long sculpture, all you know, when you hone in, all made out of these sorts of containers again, which of course those of us um, who have spent the pandemic alone will very much know was a large part of what um, connecting with the outer world might mean for people. Uh, no, I really like the the material and the sculptures, the ones that I am not alone. There was a series, I think. Yes, a series three. of faces, uh, yeah. Yeah, there were faces. And then when hearing the story of like, how Zilai, during the lockdown, he felt that, you know what, this is if this, if this is what it means to have a, a, another being in the house with me, then yeah, so be it. This is it. Like that, just that manifestation of that. I really enjoyed that, that very much. Um, yeah, there was one of them, especially which had like a little cheeky coy look. And I was <laughs> like, I like this. I like I like personality and, you know, it's not lost on me. The irony that you think there's personality in a bunch of, you know, material and food packaging. Uh, but yeah, perhaps there's some commentary about modern life there somewhere. Um, I I actually found the um, the I Am Not Alone series was probably the thing I took away with me the most. Uh, visually, I kept going back to it. You're absolutely right that they were just faces painted onto um, these sort of sculptures of containers in different shades of a million. But you do see expressions in them. And I found that um, really intriguing. Also, uh, humor is absolutely the right word. I feel like there's a cheekiness to this whole thing. Um, a, a melancholy as well. So I don't mean to say that the whole thing is, is funny, but it's a, a sort of, even the fact that Essentially, the story behind the, these pieces is that uh, he was looking down at his food in these takeout containers. And then I think he, he thought, according to the, the gallerist, oh, this food is looking back at me. <laughs> this, this, this is my companion. And I just thought that these are these sort of little funny slash silly thoughts that people do have when they are alone and when they're sort of letting their imagination fill the gap of communication that they don't have. Um, and, and there was something very relatable, but also profound about the whole series that I enjoyed very much. Oh, definitely. I think uh, what uh, strikes me is just the level of introspection and like thoughtful and careful introspection and reflections on self. That's uh, that's definitely uh, uh adds the the depth that, that I appreciated about the whole show. Did any of the other work stand out for you? Uh, golden patience to wait. So which are those little flat plastics, right? With with little faces painted on them and different different parts of the body and just like a little assemblage. So a nice sculpture. Um, I like that a lot. Actually, I could have spent hours just looking at it and being like, oh, I wonder who inspired this and what's this here. And really, the colors, the 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 vermilion, the little pinky pinkiness was uh, was a real draw for me personally. I like that piece a lot. Um, I loved the um, faces. Uh, mm -hmm. In contrast to I am not alone, this one felt um, made me a little bit more. Um, like Rasa. Um, yep. I don't know if yep. that was the intention, but um, definitely this this weird sensation of being trapped. Um, mm. 
the sensation of being watched um, as someone who lives in a condo. Um, I think also the the structure of it reminded me of just things piled onto each other and then just all of these faces inside each box. Um, not not in a sort of overly disturbing way, but certainly uh, a mood a mood that I could yeah. um, identify very much with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think maybe I could see how it could leave somebody a little bit resah or like flustered. I guess right. Yeah, at first sight. We're discussing Tanzi Lai's debut solo exhibition. Uh, it's called It's Been a While and I'm Finally Here. It's currently showing at the Whaling Gallery in Brickfields and it's on until the 26th of February. Let us know, um, are you a fan of um, these sorts of pandemic art exhibitions? What are some good ones that you've seen? Uh, are you still in the mood for them? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this to continue our review. So keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Best from Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by Adriana Nordin Manan, who is a writer, playwright and translator. And together we are reviewing Tang Zee Lai's solo art exhibition. Uh, it's his debut. It's called It's Been a While and I'm Finally Here. And uh, it's on at the Whaling Gallery until the 26th of February. So um, we've talked our way through um, a couple of the works so far. And largely we've been talking about the sculptures because I think visually those are the ones that stand out. Um, but I wanted to move to um, some of the different formats that uh, Zilai has has experimented with in the show because that's actually one of the things I like the most. The fact that for a debut show, um, there's a lot of experimentation with form. There's a lot of experimentation with style. So there are there are paintings as well. There's a um, there's an installation which is a video installation combined with a sculpture, which I found quite interesting and meditative. What did you make of these different forms that he was experimenting with? Um, I, I enjoyed them, definitely. I liked the installation. I always like installations, video installations, because I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, let's see. And it was very uh, I mean, interactive in the sense that we were asked to touch, right? To swing the, the pendulum and uh, observe the little screen at the back, what's going on. Um, and this is, again, where I really want to thank... Uh, uh, Fikri from Wailing for showing me around because uh, he he asked, he prompted me with some questions and uh, I thought it was fascinating because I know there was uh, what what drove Zilai uh, was some some learning about some cultural practices, let's say, uh, which I found uh, very fascinating. Um, yeah, the installation especially stood up for me. Yeah. The installation was... Um, a- uh, uh, I think in comparison to the other works, um, a little bit more dynamic is one thing. I think it also it also kind of unifies a lot of the themes that the rest of the works have sort of been circling or sometimes touching on this idea of the body, um, the idea of aging, the idea of time, um, about what we focus on and um, I enjoyed it very much. I mean, yes, of course, there are, there are parts of it I think that could would work better with someone maybe explaining a little bit of the intention behind the work. And yeah. uh, and once again, I think one of the great things now is that because the exhibition is by appointment, um, there is a good chance that when you go, there will be someone there. So even if they don't do a, a tour, I think it's definitely worth asking because a lot of these works have a, a story behind them that it's interesting to to get to know. Um, I enjoyed the, I really enjoyed the juxtaposition of this very, 
tactile um, sculpture, the fact that we can, as you said, swing the pendulum, and then the images, which then, which are projected onto the sculpture, which then mm-hmm. end up feeling quite ethereal. And I thought the mm-hmm. the contrast between the two. Um, and just sitting there in that dark space, watching it kind of go by, um, certainly made me feel my aging body a little bit more. <laughs> oh, Sharmila, what a way to put it. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, and I think because it was like almost like shadowy, wispy. At first, I thought, I thought are these, you know, close-ups of like branches or leaves? I wasn't so sure. And I liked that, mis- this, that mystery that I didn't know. And I think, uh, and when you said about story, um, I think that's really it because uh, the story that I took away, uh, one of them, the key one was uh, desirability, right? Ideas of desirability, a uh, physical uh, body, body type, body shapes, and also appreciating yourself. Uh, and, in, you know, beyond the rah-rah, you know, hashtag love yourself uh, kind of realm, but just really understanding um, what's important, uh, you know, what, what what do we look for? Where do we find joy? What do we find love? How do we understand that, that whole idea of desirability? I thought that was very, very careful and very thoughtful um, and made it a very tender show, really. And I think what um, what I appreciated from the artist's point of view is that that message of we shouldn't focus on the exterior, um, that there are other things that define who we are as a person. Uh, the artist is fully aware and even acknowledges his own complicitness in this process. Uh, so it's not a sort of preachy, like, as you said, uh, hashtag love yourself. Mm. Um, but instead, it's a, it's a real examination of, yeah, but I do this too. I do this to other people. I do this to myself. Um, in in many ways, I need to unlearn this, and and I appreciated that as an honesty to 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 putting that in your work, which I appreciated from the artist, and and uh, perhaps the most obvious example of that was actually a um, a painting which uh, which I love. Um, it's so humorous and sly. Um, essentially, it's a it's a collage of various pictures that the artist has been sent through a dating app. Um, and these pictures are an amalgamation of various body parts, um, you know, all all sort of put together to depict this focus on the physical, but also the artist's own uh, moving away from the typical idea of what one might find attractive and to explore like other other things that I might find attractive in a person. And and I loved it. It's it's a it's such a great work for the the, the Tinder age that um it made me laugh. It also made me think, which which kind of is a good place to be. No, definitely. Just the whole idea of that, you know, here, here are disembodied uh, parts and, you know, and the whole, and our personas in, in, on, on dating apps are pretty much disembodied, right? Like you project an image and here's Eli was at playing with it, but thinking about it and, and, you know, and, and really, I think maybe because it, it, it it's, it speaks to me because I was like, I totally understand how in these past two years, maybe we've been we've been entering those realms of thinking, right? Of like acceptance. How have I been harsh or cold or transactional to someone based on uh, these physical uh, precepts, so to speak, and and all of that? So yes, I think I think Zila is of course a uh, very very brave. Uh, and very and and brave in the sense of uh, not like of like what you show or what you decide to put on your works, but like what you reveal about yourself. Really, what he revealed about himself, I thought 
I, I really liked that, and, and and it was nice for me to to follow and, and observe really through through his works. Yeah, that's a that's a great point because um, once again it goes back to that self reflection um, of not just saying we shouldn't be this way, um, it's saying we are all this way, and and it's it's perhaps a, a time to think about how we can move away from that, or even just if not even that to. To, to perhaps create that space, especially in the last two years, and, and maybe create time to move in a new direction. And then I think like pandemic art is, is an easy category to throw around, right? And it's easy to reflect on um, loneliness and isolation. And we've, we've seen a lot of that. I think what I appreciated about this entire um, exhibition is that it didn't leave me feeling more of that isolation or... Um, more like, uh, oh, this is an endless journey that we're never going to get out of. Instead, it actually left me with a, a kind of hope, um, a kind of appreciation for having that time to think and reflect. Um, and I thought that was actually a very important um, aspect of this exhibition that I didn't expect to get. Uh, for me, I felt a lot of goodwill for the artist. And like, like, like good on you, you know, Zilai, that this is these are the dimensions you're exploring and that you know you and that that you're taking us on that journey as well there was that sense of appreciation uh but you're right pandemic art like you know if i ever mention it, it's always you know with like uh inverted commas kind of not sure of like do they want to be identified as that but hey there was a story um yeah as, as somebody who's always interested in the story and narratives i definitely sensed it uh, and that's uh, that was really a, a big part that made me feel, like I said earlier, like a sense of tenderness and real goodwill for the show. I think when you go in and you immediately understand why the artist might have chosen to use takeout containers, for instance, or why these faces look this way, um, without needing too much explanation, uh, if you immediately recognize the isolation of living in a condominium uh, without needing to read the explanation, I think all of these things are um the marks of work that isn't just sort of navel-gazing or, or reflecting on just that person's experience, but actually um, doing something that is a larger idea of what we've all collectively gone through. And to tie that back to this notion of identity, to tie that back to this notion of um, two years, which has allowed me to think about not just who I am, but who I may want to be, um, that I thought was was quite special. I wanted to close off perhaps by asking you uh, I mean it is a debut solo so mm -hmm. any room for improvement, things that perhaps you thought could have been done better? Um, I think maybe a little bit um, of maybe accompanying write-ups or explanations would have been nice and I know uh, there's no one way for visual artists to approach uh, narration right in their works but it would have been nice to have a little bit of writing and uh, uh, yeah, just description of like, this is actually the, the genesis of the different pieces, however fleeting or brief. I would have, I would have liked that a little bit more to feel, to feel Zilai's presence a bit more without needing, you know, to have an, a private like tour, for example. That would have been nice. Yeah, this is definitely one of those um, shows that would benefit from having one, a guided tour if you can get one. Uh, but also just more information on the, um, 
the inspiration behind the works and perhaps even the artist himself, um, his story, what his inspirations were, um, some indication of the direction that he's moving in, I think would really give this exhibition a little bit more heft. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's definitely worth going to either way. But mm-hmm. understanding where he's coming from, um, I think, would, would make you appreciate the works that much more. Adriana, thanks for joining me for this review today. Thank you, Sharmila. It's always a pleasure. I've been speaking with Adriana Nordin Manan, who is a writer, playwright and translator. And we've been reviewing Tang Zi Lai's uh, debut solo exhibition. It's called It's Been a While and I'm Finally Here. It's showing at the Wailing Gallery until the 26th of February. If you'd like more information on that, you can check out Wailing Gallery on their social media. Are you still enjoying pandemic art? What are some good ones that you've managed to catch? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.